0: Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education and other fields from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today we're here with two brothers who will hopefully at the end of this interview answer the time-honored question of, what can the NFL teach teachers? They're the ideal pair. Tim Daly is president of TNTP, formerly the New Teacher Project, and his brother Brendan is the defensive line coach for the Minnesota Vikings. Did either of you two ever think you'd be at Harvard answering this question?
1: Absolutely not would be my answer. No for me.
0: <laughs> well, welcome, and let's let's kind of move into the sort of genesis of what brought you here. I know Andy Rotherham had something to do with it. Why don't you just tell us about how you got that first phone call or email?
2: Sure. Uh, I've known Andy for a long time, and when he, um, he found out at, at some point that... Um, my brother, Brendan, was not only a football coach, but a former teacher. Uh, he thought that it was uh, a fascinating um, uh, parallel because so much of, of uh, the world of education reform is about how we can help uh, teachers be better educators. And that's exactly what we do in athletics. And most people have some kind of experience with coaching in their life. Uh, and so he, uh, he thought it was a, a kind of a similarity that we were doing the same thing in two different fields.
0: A little bit about the the similarities that, that people may want to learn more about between measuring effective outcomes and and being able to see success both in education and in the NFL. Brendan, how do you how do you measure success in the NFL?
1: You know, I, I think there is a, an interesting parallel and in that the NFL is somewhat um, the ultimate results oriented business. Uh, from from a wins and losses standpoint, there's a very fine-tuned way to determine. Results and people are evaluated based on results. Sometimes exclusively based on those results, without any other factors being looked at. And so, um, it's something that is probably not as common in the in the world of education. Um, but that's kind of where the tie-in came.
0: And Tim, is that true? I mean, is it hard to measure results in education with the exception of maybe looking at standardized test scores and things like that?
2: It's a lot, I think, the same as in sports. There's a bottom line, right? There are test scores, there are outcomes, because either graduate from high school or they don't. But it's a human-intensive business that involves an endless number of processes. So you could measure what's going on any number of different ways. And at the end of the day, it's about teaching people to do very complex judgment-based work well, and it also has this element of natural ability. And I think in education, we tend to focus um, uh, exclusively on sort of the, the processes. And we forget that there is some natural ability involved. And in sports, sometimes they probably overplay how important natural ability is. But I think there, we're, we're, there, uh, there is a lot that we can learn from one another in that if the people don't know how to do their work extremely well, almost so well, it's automatic, you don't get the results you're looking for.
0: I'm curious the way you guys perceive parallels between the two big sort of organizations. You have the uh, National Football League, and then you have, you know, just let's just say public schools across the country. Uh, Is a coach equivalent to a teacher? Is the superintendent, the GM, are the players, the students? I mean, how do you all see this work? And and by all means, have a conversation, too.
1: You know, there is some equation there that the the superintendent would be somewhat of a general manager, and the... uh, the principal of the school would be very similar to the head coach, and the coaches on a staff would be the teachers. Um, there's also some parallels to the the players themselves being trained similar to teachers, um, and, and so you can kind of look at it a, a couple of different ways, I think. But obviously, um, you know, in the world of football, there's there's one common goal with everyone rowing the the oars in the same direction trying to move the boat towards that goal
2: yeah i think that's right that probably i thought about this and in fact had a discussion with our with our father about this about who was the what, what the right parallel was um i think probably the closest parallel is that uh the players in football are probably most similar to the teachers because they're the ones who are the professionals that provide the output on the field or in the 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 arena of play and it is they are the focus of our training more than anything else we're trying to train the teachers to be very skilled we're trying to train uh, players to be skilled but I think you could look at it uh, uh, any number of different ways one of the things that's not the same that I think bears mentioning is that there are a very small number of professional football players. It's a very lucrative business and there are extraordinary resources that can be brought to bear to make them even just slightly better at what they do. We have millions of public school teachers. It's the most common job for someone with a college education in the United States and the resources that are available and also the body of knowledge about how to make them good at what they do is um, not nearly what you would expect given the stakes at play and given the number of people who would benefit
0: quick follow up you mentioned you talked to your father about this is he football or education
1: just, just opinionated <laughs> <laughs> very much so <laughs> and interesting he doesn't fall on either side of the the equation
0: fair enough so, so you have this this Two-hour forum tonight. What are you hoping people walk away with? There's teachers in the audience. What is the actual, you know, two or three points that you hope people will go back to their schools or their districts or whatever they're doing, their practice, and say, "Hey, look, I le- I went to this forum and and I've learned this from the NFL."
1: I'm not sure if you know you're going to learn something specifically. I think the most important thing is for people to walk away with it to it thinking about things a little bit differently, maybe, um, and. and trying to explore new ways and creative, creatively find new ways to train and to educate and, and to hone their craft. Um, I don't know that we're trying to have them take specific things other than a general concept.
2: I'll say what, I, what strikes me the most when we have conversations about this is that there is a in sports there's an unquestioned body of fundamentals that um, are practiced relentlessly and the fundamentals in and of themselves don't assure success, but the lack of them makes success unlikely. And uh, I think in education that we, we oftentimes overlook fundamentals and we overlook the need to practice them. And I think that when you see someone who makes millions of dollars, who has won out in a process in which they were a high school player, a, a college player, and now an NFL player, the elite in the world, and that they spend their time practicing fundamentals, it it, I think, calls into question why we when we have so many teachers uh, who, who, who uh, could benefit why we don't have a better approach to it and they make investments in watching their their uh, practice and reflecting on it regularly to get better at it and I think a bit of that is what we're going to talk about tonight um, I don't think all of this transfers perfectly but it's a valid question why we don't set aside more time for professionals to practice
0: and Tim what do you think fundamentals of teaching are
2: there, there are, are many of them, but I'll give a few examples. One of them is how to give instructions. Uh, so uh, when you're giving instructions to third graders, long-winded, complex, confusing statements are not things they're gonna follow. So kids re- respond best to very specific, uh, very positively phrased things. Um, so not, um, instead of saying, don't slouch, saying, sit like this, you know, please sit like this. Those sorts of things are worth practicing. Asking good questions is another. Um, one of the things that I'll say that when I was a teacher I struggled with is asking concise questions. Many of my questions had two parts to them. Uh, for a sixth grader, which part do you, do you focus on? Um, and so those are kind of the, the nuts and bolts of things that, that teachers do every day. Something I'm going to show um, in the session is an example of a teacher practicing passing out papers. You do it 20 or 30 times a day forever. You can do it well or you can do it inefficiently.
0: Interesting point. Tim, I'm going to flip this on its head here. Instead of what can teachers learn from the NFL, we're going to say what can the NFL learn from teachers, and you can't say the New Orleans Saints have already learned something <laughs> That's about right. merit pay. About, uh, <laughs> That's that can't, right. be, can't That's be an a answer. Good. That's a, feel uh, free to use that joke during the forum. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I, I, I may well borrow that. Um, but what can the NFL learn from teachers?
2: Hmm. I think one of the things that... Uh, that I'm surprised doesn't happen more is that uh, long-term expertise uh, often I think goes squandered in professional sports. So players spend years and years becoming extraordinarily good at what they do, but very few of them become coaches. Um, and very few of them mentor uh, younger players on a kind of full-time or active basis. And one thing we've learned in education is that there's a body of knowledge that longtime practitioners have that is invaluable and there are structures in education that, that give folks access to people like that. Um, I think, obviously, there's a, uh, a, an enormous uh, focus on coaching in, in, uh, uh, the, uh, in the NFL. But I wonder if sometimes in athletics, there's the expertise walks out the door
1: the day the player retires. And there is some of that. In- Teachers in my opinion, you know, the respected ones are the ones that have been around a long time and are widely considered to be very good. Um, a lot of the coaches that come about are not necessarily the best players. It's the, you know, the best players are usually not the ones that even do become coaches. Mm-hmm. So,
0: you know, I don't think Bill Belichick was any star. No, <laughs> in, in the, you know,
1: there's a handful of head coaches that, that were players and, and a few of them were very good players, but those are the minority I would say.
0: I think you guys are really onto something in terms of this comparison. It it's it's interesting. Uh it, you're going to do, do your presentation today. I mean, maybe think about taking this on the road. Put together a maybe book with so. Andy rotherham I'm maybe serious. So. This this <laughs> has this has legs, I think. <laughs>
2: Um, maybe it does. If we, if we do it, maybe our goal would be that there'll be educators who are stars on the level of, uh, of the greatest football players. Because when you think about it, the, there are teachers out there in almost every state who are better at that than any of the rest of us will ever be at anything we do. And, uh, and people don't know their name. Um, so we, uh, we this year, for instance, decided to give an award to four or five of the greatest teachers in the country and have them spend the summer telling us how they do what they do. And we decided to name it after a, a practicing classroom teacher in, in Washington, D.C., named Shira Fishman. Um, and you know, she's, she's as good at what she does as what Michael Jordan was at, at basketball or as good as Adrian Peterson on the Vikings is as at football
0: for your contributions in both uh, exemplary fields. Thank you, and thanks for doing this interview today. I look forward to sitting down and, and listening to the whole thing and hearing how you deliver my joke. Thank you. <laughs> this has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening. The Harvard Graduate School of Education, working at the nexus of practice, policy, and research.